Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all stairs off sparkly. Thank you, Clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Talk shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up and get on top. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, this is Mrs. Atom. And this is Mr. Atom. You're listening to us here on By the By. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm You're taking this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm going to take her all night long. Um, what are we talking Oh, ooh, I'm excited for this. This is going to be a good one. So we're, um, not too long ago, we went on holiday to the States. And uh, while in the States, we went to New York City. New York City! And uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about our trip in New York. Uh, we went to, we did a lot of shopping. Yes. A, a lot. A lot of shopping. Of shopping. Um, and we, we'll talk about some of that. And then we went to, a, we visited a couple of clubs. Yes. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to do it in order? Let's start with the shopping and end with the clubs. Okay. Um, so, so first of all, though, we were only in New York for four days. Yes. So three nights, four days. That was all. So it was a very quick trip. Yeah. It was kind of a whirlwind. Yes. Um, in that time as well. No, it was four nights, wasn't it? Because we saw, we got there Wednesday night and left Sunday. You're right. So we got there Wednesday night, left Sunday. We saw five Broadway shows, four musicals and a play, um, Anybody who's interested in that kind of stuff, message us. We'll talk to you all about it and tell you what we saw mm-hmm. and what we thought. Um, but this is not the forum for that. No. Uh, we should start a new Broadway musical <laughs> podcast. Um, but uh, so one of the shopping days, we went down to, we just started walking down towards, I don't know. It was, we went from Midtown to Downtown, basically. Yeah, lower Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and on the lower East or lower west side of Manhattan, there was a shop called Purple Passion, mm-hmm. um, which ranks up there with probably my favorite store I have ever been in. It's definitely one of my favorite. I would, yeah, I would tend to agree with um, that. We walked in and instantly started chatting to the to uh, the lady behind the counter. Um, I'm pretty sure she was an owner. Um, if not, she had been there forever. If she may was, have been a manager she was in or charge. something, yes. She was definitely um, in charge of the place. And was a very wonderful lady. Was She took all, we were carrying some stuff. She took all of our stuff, including our jackets, and said, you know, I'll hold it behind the counter here for you. That way you're not bogged down while you're looking. Um, they had, a, 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 I can't even venture to say how much, mm-hmm. but I would say four m- meters worth of latex for women. 
They um, had a lot of latex, and it was, it just, was amazing. Yeah, so many different choices and color options, and it was one of those things where she was like, oh, if you want something specific in a specific size and a specific color, we can have it made for you. And we right. were sort of like, oh, bummer, because we were not staying long enough to have something yeah. made for us. Um, but going through, so we started with you, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of funny because one of the helper work work ladies there, um, she was like, oh, do you want me to put some stuff in a in a dressing room for you? And you were like, yes, this, 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 and this. And she goes... <laughs> Have you worn latex before? And you're you're taking your rings off and handing them to me and going, oh, yes, I'm very familiar with latex. And she's like, awesome. And so we started talking to them, and she kept fetching stuff for you, and it was basically... She was very helpful. Yeah, she was amazing. The the staff at this store were absolutely top-notch phenomenal. And they were really good about if I tried something on and, you know, it maybe didn't fit quite exactly right... It wasn't like, oh, well, you know, it looks good. But they were like, nope, that's not right. And, and I, I mean, I can tell it. But for somebody who maybe wasn't sure, that's a good thing. Yeah, it was. Because you want to look your best. And if you don't, you want someone to tell you you don't look your best. Yeah, and there was a couple times she was like, oh, yeah, that's not fitting right. Yeah. Or you need this. And right. And she would, you know, if I needed a different size or a different style or whatever, she was incredibly helpful with and that. And so one of the things we were looking for was we wanted something in red because mm-hmm. – Red Heaven event coming up. The is the theme is red, mm-hmm. um, and so we wanted something that was sexy and red for you. And there was a few things that you tried on that were close, but they just but not weren't quite, quite yeah. there. And it was kind of a bummer uh, on a couple of pieces. But you tried on. I don't know. I can't even remember. I'd say twelve to fifteen different pieces. Easy. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, and. While you're doing that, you know, I and was... And some of them, I, you know, it's also one of those things that some of them, I knew the style probably wasn't great, but it's like, well, I'm going to try it just to see. Because you never know. Yeah, yeah, because um, you never know. And so one of the things you tried on that you ended up getting, which I will, I promise to post pictures when she wears it, um, but it's a chain mail top, um, and it is, it's handmade chain mail. It's beautiful, red and black links. I was going to say, but the, the black links, they're O-rings, aren't they? They're nitrile. Yeah, yeah they're nitrile, yeah. and the red links are metal. So mm-hmm. it's got this great shiny shimmer to it, but also the black is kind of matte. It's matte darkness. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's so hot on. I, I love it. Um, so, yeah, that's it's chain mail. It's awesome. And plus, it's <laughs> battle ready. I mean, it's not mithril, but, you know, you'll be able to take it out a couple of orcs. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> um so, yeah, that that was just awesome. And while you were doing that, I was kind of just wandering around the store. The The nice lady was bringing you all kinds of stuff, and I kept poking my head in and saying, you know, taking a look at you, and like, wow, that's hot, or nope, that's not. Mm. Um, and in the end, I think you ended up with probably five pieces, four pieces, a number of pieces. Um, yeah, four to five. Um, and we should say, the reason that we were doing the shopping thing is, as you might or might not, I don't know, imagine... Um, the selection in the States is much vaster than the yeah. selection in Australia. Um, there are a few places in Oz that have some really nice latex pieces. But but they're not not many. No. It's hard to find. And so that's why, you know, I figured if if we can find it and get it there, then, then we're going to do it. And admittedly, 
I think part of me was hoping that we would find more than we did, but at the same time, I think my wallet's glad we didn't. <laughs> we still found a lot. We found a but lot. But we still of did. Stuff. We did find a lot. Um, yeah. We got quite a few for you. Yeah, I was very yeah. lucky. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, really, dollar for dollar, it was also cheaper in the states. It was good. Yeah. Uh, even considering yeah. the ex- the exchange and rate. the quality was good. Yeah. yeah. So we got you some nice pieces. Um, Everything from a really cute uh, latex kilt. Mm-hmm, as a little skirt. Like yeah. a little black skirt. Kilt, it's black skirt, it had, it's but a done pleated, in a kilt style. It's a yeah. skirt, yeah. Um, I know you got the little latex pasties. The, the I have a black dress as well. Oh, yeah, the black dress. Yeah. Latex. It's not quite as formal as my other black latex dress, so you know I've got formal and informal now. I love it. Like, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, we're going to have to figure out which is our wedding latex. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – you got a lot of really nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And as you wear it, I'll be kind and post pictures to Twitter. Um, I'm sure folks will like that. I hope. Um, but then we started, for me, looking. Yeah. And although I started out a little slow, that snowball – started mm-hmm. picking up and I was finding all kinds of badass stuff. They had a very large selection. I'm going to say very large selection for guys because most places, you know, when it comes to, to fetish wear for guys, there's a little bit of leather, maybe some latex, but there's not a huge, it, it's harder to find things for boys than it is for girls, I think. And they had a good selection of both latex, they had some neoprene, they had PVC, they had a, a bit of leather as well. They had a variety of fabrics and styles, and it was really exciting to go through. I think we ended up with probably three or four outfits for you from yeah. there, which, again, to find something for a guy is a lot, lot harder. And that's why anything that fit and looked good, I was like, we're buying yeah, it. Yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was uh, your mantra <laughs> yeah. of, of the day. Yeah, I would step out of the out of the dressing room. You'd go get it, and yeah. because it's so rare to find something for me. Um, but I ended up with a really nice latex shirt that's black and red, mm-hmm. um, and a latex collar yes. as well, which I really like, um, like a like a choker collar mm-hmm. style collar. Um, I got a pair of PVC pants. I got a pair of, um, uh, oh, I got a, a neoprene with red zippers mm-hmm. over the nipples. And then it's a sort of a sleeveless shirt mm-hmm. that's piped in red. And then a red matching jockstrap, red and black matching jockstrap for that, which matches your black and red zippered dress yep. that you have, which is Kind of awesome. It's kind of surprising to to find something like that, yeah. But it was, you know, it was really enjoyable. And I remember early on asking the ladies, I was like, is it okay if I walk around in my underwear in the store? Because I was taking pants off, I was putting pants on, and I would go and yeah. look for something else. And they all kind of looked at me and were like, uh, no, it, whatever makes you comfortable. And I'm like, I'm not uncomfortable wandering around in my jocks. So I was wandering around doing that, and yeah. that was that was kind of funny. And it was it was interesting too because that was our first stop for the day. Just admittedly, we'd looked some stores up online, but we didn't really know much about them. It just you know when you're looking at your path from the hotel through the city, it literally was the first place on the path. And so we stopped there and we spent a fair bit of time there. At some point, I started wondering, are we spending too much time here that we're going to miss out on something somewhere else? But at the same time, we were finding so much yeah. that we just. Stayed and tried on. And you know, I'll admit, I, part of me wishes we had had two days to shop yeah. to hit some of the other shops on the yeah. other side of the island. Um, 
But because when we went in, I sort of expected 30 to 40 minutes per spot, per mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we were there for an hour and a half. Probably, yeah. Uh, 45 minutes, probably a piece, trying on yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because we weren't trying to know at the same time because we wanted to see each other mm-hmm. and what we looked like. Um, but yeah, so we got a bunch of stuff yeah. from there. And they have toys and things too, but we were focusing on the clothing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So we we left there. We got we purchased everything there. We left there. Um, one of the things we also did, I should mention early, I guess, that day, was we went to the Museum of Sex. Yes. Uh, we did that before we started shopping. Which is always fun. Museum of Sex is a blast. If you're in New York City, it's it's not big. They usually have three to four exhibits, but each exhibit has, you know, a pretty good floor space. One of them is a permanent exhibit, and yeah. I think the others change. I think so. Yeah. Um, and the permanent exhibit is Sex in the Animal Kingdom. Um, sex in Nature, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing to see everything from asexual reproduction to, you know, uh, there's a really great article on a uh, gay necrophilia in mm-hmm. a mallard duck, um, which is, you heard that right, gay necrophilia <laughs> in a mallard duck. So check that one out. Um but yeah, and it's it's kind of awesome. They had a uh, history of sex toys, which was kind of cool mm-hmm. to see. Uh, see things that I had seen when I was a kid in magazines. It was like, holy shit, that's awesome. That's in a um, museum now. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so that was fun. And then we ended up shopping around in their gift shop for longer than I expected. Because mm-hmm. they had a lot of cool stuff. And we ended up coming home with uh, 30 cum rags. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you listen to the podcast and you know us, ask us for a cum rag. <laughs> um, or if give, you live in the States, just go to New York and have your own experience. That's right. Um, so, yeah, that was that was fun. And then after we left, so we left the sex uh, Museum of Sex, and then we went to Purple Passion, and then we went to the Leather Man, right? I think so. Yeah, so this is a, a leather goods store mm-hmm. where I would say... 80 to 85% of what's in there was made there. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely awesome equipment. Yeah. Um, I tried on a pair of leather pants. They were awesome. Were amazing. I just could not justify the cost because I had just bought a pair of leather pants at mm-hmm. Saks. Um, but these things look like they had been painted on me. You'll end up with them at some point. I'm sure I will. The next no. time, if we ever go, no. well, the next time we're in New York, um, I'll pick no. them up. But, um, but they had shirts and vests and, yeah. and jackets, and they had, um, that was all the upstairs. If you go downstairs, then they had harnesses and floggers and whips and paddles and just everything. All kinds and, of awesome yeah. stuff. Um, so, of course, I tried on a couple of pieces. I ended up with a really nice zip-up uh, leather vest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were downstairs and trying on harnesses. And I've been wanting a harness for a while I like stuff that's really different. I've been looking at one at Trinity Leather that we absolutely love, um, but it's a custom piece that we're trying to convince her to make another one. And um, we happen to be downstairs looking at, at Mr. Leather. Um, you can always have more than one harness. You can, it's always good to have more than one harness. Yes, <laughs> you need be, a backup. Just be in prepared. Case. Yeah. Um, and I tried on this really awesome harness that has chains. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yep, that's it. Uh, that has chains that go over, around the shoulders. Good, um, heavy, weighted yeah, chains. Yeah, really weighty chains. And then they had the which, ladies. Which, by the way, was awesome carrying that in our luggage back. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that added a kilo or four. Um, 
But then, of course, we had to get a matching one for the missus. Well, of course. Um, and she tried it on. It was way too big on her, like way too big. Mm. And so we were sort of lamenting that. And the guy was like, well, yours is too big as well. It should actually fit like this. And he pulls it tight on me. Um, and he goes, but that's okay. They'll custom fit. The leather man will custom fit it for you. And, and we were like, and yeah. And I made the comment of, you know, well, that's great, but we're only here for one more day. I don't think there's enough time for that. And he was like, oh, no, no, it'll only take him five minutes. And it did. I, I think <laughs> in 15 minutes, he sized yeah. both of ours to fit. And it's sort of now we have two custom fit leather harness, leather and chain harnesses. Yeah. And they're kind of badass. We'll put pictures up eventually of all of the stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, so. as we wear it. Like, yeah. We, we haven't done a fashion show at home. So, um, but I will say again, I asked the boys that were working there, I said, do you guys mind if I wander around in my underwear? And both of them looked at me and I, but very, I'm not going to say lecherously or predatorily, but they were very happy for me to be wandering around You were underwear. objectified and encouraged to walk around in your underwear. It was kind of funny. I, I love being objectified at times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they were like, uh, the one guy, as he was fitting, he's like, this is what it should feel like. It's pulling it against me. And there's a little bit of that inappropriate rubbing on the chest. I'm like, that's all right. Cause you're kind of cute. <laughs> I also thought it was funny that at one point when you were trying things on downstairs, there was one guy down there, and then the other one came down, and he was like, has he come out yet in his underwear? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, and the guy goes, no. And I went, yeah, I did. You were just paying attention to your phone. He goes, damn my phone. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. Um, so we left there and then went to the pleasure palace. Pleasure, pal- pleasure chest. Yeah, pleasure chest. Um if you live in a city with a pleasure chest, go to the pleasure chest. Uh, New York, Manhattan Island has two, one in Midtown, one in Downtown. Um, fan- uh, yeah, yeah. It's the upper part of Midtown, but yeah. Midtown, it's near, yeah, yeah it's... 57th, 59th Street. Yeah, that's Midtown. Yeah. Um, and so there's one in L.A. I think there's one in Chicago. I think there's one in Vegas. Anyway, uh, fantastic shop. We got a couple of really nice toys there. Um, got a f- brand new low profile prostate massaging butt plug um, that's a, on a remote and has an app for your phone. Um, it really is the toy to end the butt plug to end all butt plugs. Um, we'll do a full toy review now with all the shit that we got. We have to do another whole yeah. toy store yeah. toy story. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I can't wait to talk oh, about Woody wow. and your buzz. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was uh, that was a great experience. The, mm-hmm. I was very really impressed with the guy that worked with us. And again, I was going to say, again, the, the staff was extremely helpful. They were very knowledgeable about their products. When we started asking about one thing, and he was like, oh, no, no, what you want is this. And, and then he kind of went to where it should have been. And he's like, oh, we don't have one out at the moment. Hold on, let me go get one. And he went downstairs and got one and... Just incredibly helpful, knowledgeable staff. Yeah. And that can make the world of difference in a shop. I agree completely. And it, it's one of those things that you you should expect that from your sex toy store. Absolutely. If you're not getting that, you're not going to the right toy store. Um, you want people that are knowledgeable, who know what they're talking about, ideally who have played with the toys. Yeah. And this guy had played with the toys. He actually had some of them on him, like yeah. jewelry. I mean, it was really cool. And, and really welcoming. It was great, just all in all a great experience. Yeah. Um, so we left there and then went to the Stonewall Inn, mm-hmm. um, 
which has recently been made, I think, a national monument. It didn't have its sign out yet. But one of Obama's last big things that he did was uh, convert the Stonewall Inn, which is where the birth of the LGBTQI movement uh, started. I posted some pictures. We were actually there, ironically, on Inauguration Day. Um, So that was kind of... It's a National Historic Landmark. Landmark, not monument. Landmark. Thank you. National Historic Landmark. Um, Really a great little bar. I mean, it's... um, Mm -hmm. It is it definitely one of those things that that proves that big amazing movements can start in very small innocuous places. Mm-hmm. It just looks like a small pub. It's just a little pub, yeah. And you walk in, it's just, uh, a nice bar, pool table, and a little back back room, um, and not one of those back rooms. It's just a little back sitting area. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, it was nice. Uh, we yeah. went there and had a couple of drinks there. It was happy hour. Uh, it was kind of cool to see the clientele. We were happy. <laughs> yeah, we were happy because we were loaded down with uh, toys um, and clothing. But, uh, yeah, it was all in all a, a fantastic shopping experience in New York. Um, I'll jump ahead because we probably won't talk about L.A. in any other form or fashion. But we did do a little bit of shopping in mm-hmm. L.A. at a place called The Stock Room. Um, again, they make a lot of their own leather leather gear. And latex. they have a company called yeah. Siren that makes their own latex um, we didn't buy any latex from no, them. No, no, I tried some pieces on. Yeah, more because I know that they ship down here, so I wanted to make sure of sizing. Understand sizing, yeah. but you did get a really nice red leather, bright red leather pencil, pencil skirt. skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, that will probably go with the the chainmail top. Chainmail top. So yeah. that was. That was a good experience there, too. Um, they happened to be having a rummage sale in their next door next door building. Um, <clears throat> so if you walk in, imagine this wonderful... It's, like, it's the perfect combination between a flea market and garage sale and a BDSM market. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. There was boxes of cock rings of all different sizes, like 50 cents a cock ring. And it wasn't used stuff, but it was stuff that was either out of date, they may only have one left, and they're trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It was just stuff that they were trying to Metal unload. cock rings, glass cock rings, silicon ones. There was a lot of sounding equipment. There was electro play. There were handcuffs, handcuffs galore, blindfolds. Blindfolds. Full hoods. Yeah. Knitted blindfolding hoods. They did have some latex that was usually had like maybe a tear in it or something was maybe a little bit wrong. Where with somebody it. had tried it on. Yeah. So if you you know, but it, depending on what it was, it could be a really good goodbye. Um, they had a few toys, some nipple clamps. I mean, just all kinds of hundreds of stuff. DVDs. Yeah. They even had equipment they had like books. yeah, lots of books. They even had equipment though, like um, they had a, um, a a a pleasure horse. It's uh, imagine a saw. Um, like a pummel horse, mm-hmm. uh, but with little wings on it so you could sit on it. Um, and it also had places to be tied down to it. They mm-hmm. had that. They had um, a uh, a kennel. Yeah. Um, they had a couple of St. Andrew's crosses. They had, I mean, it's just like, this is amazing. Yeah. And had we lived there. We would have taken more home. Yeah. We would have taken a couple of pieces of furniture home. Including a St. Andrew's cross. Including a St. Andrew's cross. It's like, <laughs> how do you explain that to your neighbors? Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to get that in my checked luggage. I uh, didn't think it would quite Oversized well. checked luggage. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Uh, it's a place where I can torture my husband. He likes it. <laughs> um, but uh, it, that, was an, uh, that was a great experience as well. We, we ended up, I think we put like an hour on our machine for, uh, for parking meter, um, and I ended up having to go out and top it up twice. Yep. So, yeah, really awesome. 
Fantastic. Um, there was another shop down the road from there, but we wisely chose not to because at that point the bank account was screaming. Yeah. So it just means next, next trip. time. Yep, next trip. Next trip. Um, yeah. So a lot of fun. Really, really enjoyable shopping. The other thing that we did was we went to a couple of clubs. <laughs> um, we had researched. There was about five. There were four clubs in New York City that okay. I could find some form of information about. Um, three of them, there was reasonable information on the websites. One of them, there was very little. And admittedly, I think it was only two days before we were going to go. Um, but I did email them because you're supposed to sign up and, I don't know, register interest or membership or something. So I had sent something in and never heard anything back from them. It was two days, so sure, whatever. Yeah. But still... Um, their website did not give much information, so we only had three nights that we were going to be able to go to clubs while we were there. So that one, because there was not as much on the web, I kind of discounted that one. And that one was, we're not going to bother going to that. And I, yeah, we were going to focus on the other three. Yeah. So we focused on the other three and we booked all three of those, Mm -hmm. uh, for Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Yep. Um, which we knew was kind of a high hopes kind of thing, but we thought we could do it. Um, we, and mind you, this is, we were up there with family. So we were spending most of the day with family, either shopping or landmark seeing. Then we would have a quick dinner, go see some, some sort of theater piece, and then go back to the hotel around anywhere between nine 30 and 10 30. Um, and then leave, change clothes, leave, and then not get back until two 30 to three. And then be up at 7 the next morning. For breakfast. For breakfast with the family. That was what we had planned. Holy <laughs> shit balls! We are too old for that. Um, so we did that the first day. And we, well, the first club we went to was called uh, Pendulum. Mm-hmm. Um, which we thought was funny because that's, wow, that, how how that uh, resembles the name that we gave our... our uh, bisexual party. Bisexual party. Yeah. Um, and what really worked was they were doing a... Um, oh, that's right. Thursday night was a... Transgender, cross-dressing, bisexual, mm-hmm. um, transvestite. I forget, I forget what they actually called it, but it was like bi-bash and tea. Bi-bash, yeah. Bi-bash and tea something? Yeah, because it was... I can find this out. It, it was all... The goal was bisexuality, transgender, transvestite, and cross-dressing. Right. Um, and so we we went there with actually pretty high hopes, um, thinking it's New York, it's a really large population, we might be able to meet some really interesting people. And especially on a bisexual night, you know, we thought that that could be, yeah, bi bash and tea girl shebang. Yeah. That's what they call it. Um, but we thought on a bisexual night that could be really interesting to, to meet up with other people and be able to have some, some play with the same sex and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, I was all so, excited about. Yeah. Um, so we get there, and at least I'm going to say... Well, the two clubs that we went to are very similar in the fact that you walk into a nondescript building, mm-hmm. you take an elevator ride to somewhere, um, and you end up on a floor that the only thing that's on that floor is that club. Um, so this one we went up to like the fourth or fifth floor. I don't know. Six, I think. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't and know. so we go, you go in, there's a little like entryway with a desk, um, to the left of that is two rooms, but there are no doors. They're curtains. Um, and then to the right was a big curtain. Um, 
And so the lady was nice, took our clothes, very friendly, uh, did a coat check, and she sort of welcomed us to the club, asked us if it was our first time or whatnot. Um, And we ended up going into the bar area. We hadn't brought a drink because we were like, you know, we're not, neither one of, we drank a lot that day, I think, and neither one of us were really keen to drink anymore that night. No, so we were just going to stick with water. Yeah, we just stick with water. So it was a BYO. Mm Um, you walk into the big area behind the giant curtains, and there was a maybe a couple of seating areas set up, but they were... It was one... a pretty wide open floor, yeah. and so there were some couches and some chairs and, and small tables, but it was extremely wide open, and everything was movable, so I don't know if they ever do, but it would be a good way to ha- move everything to the side and either have a dance floor or have some kind of a... Yeah. A, an event going on or something. My guess is they do but, because they had three St. Andrew's crosses yeah. set up aco- across one wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had a bar on the right, a couple of bathrooms, a couple of small locker areas, but it was all out in the open. So It wasn't a locker room. They were just lockers yeah. that were outside of the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which it was all in this one giant open mm-hmm. room. Then you had the bar, like I said, and then you had a, a hallway made from curtains um, four-sided curtains that were sheer enough that you could just see in. You could just see shapes. Shapes. But yeah. you couldn't make out any details. Mm-hmm. And in those curtains on either side were two beds, uh, a bed on either side. Uh, and then an, beyond those was another little seating area. Mm-hmm. So things that I really liked about the layout of the club was the the curtains. I think that's kind of a cool where you're in this social area and people could clearly be having sex in there on those beds and you would be able to see them and hear them, but you wouldn't be able to tell anything about it. They would be sort of this shadow puppetry kind of thing of what you're seeing. That was kind of cool. I I I, did kind of like that because as opposed to having it walled off and completely, completely separate, which is okay in some instances, but they had the other two rooms for that. Yes. But I liked having that a little bit of mystique, but at the same time, a little bit of voyeurism going yeah. on. It was. So. I really thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I thought the bar was well set up because it was a big L bar, um, L shaped bar, and you know, it, it gave a lot of room for people to both line up and get drinks if it was crowded, but also, which it wasn't. Um, we'll get to that. But it, or you know, to stand around and talk. It wasn't. Yeah. You didn't feel like. You know, there's this tiny little space that, oh, well, I can't stand here and talk to somebody because I'm blocking someone else getting their drinks. There was a lot of room to do both in. Um, And then the two playrooms were nice. They both had BDSM kind of equipment in them. One one had the flogger and the paddle in it. Yeah. Um, The other one had the the pommel horse looking thing in it. And a massage table. And a massage table, And then both of them had small beds. Right. Um, So, I mean... Well, pretty well set up. Not terribly balanced, I don't think, but not horrific. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, the clientele wasn't what I was expecting. No, um, I think we brought the average age in that place down by about ten years. Probably, um, I would have said the average age of everybody in there was late 40s, early to mid 50s. Um, There was a couple of folks in there that may have been pushing 60, which again, that's, if you are well put together, 
I am a sucker, and I posted this to Twitter just the other day. I'm a sucker for an older man in a white t-shirt and blue jeans. Yeah, I would like, say that age doesn't matter as much as how your demeanor, how well you're put together, absolutely. and how you carry yourself. Um, so I don't want to say that was the problem. The other issue, the, the, so there was a lot of... Um, well, first of all, let's start with how many people were there. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. So I would have... I've got a number in my and head I, that's a granted, guess. It's a Thursday night. Right. Sure. Um, so maybe you're not going to get as big of a crowd as you would on a Friday or Saturday. But I was still disappointed in the numbers of people. Including us, I would have said 10 to 12. Yeah. Um, and that's including us. Yeah. So, so you've got 10 to 12 people in this room. One of them, and then as well, the... Hostess, a few staff, yeah. Um, the hostess, who was, I mean, was a really nice lady. She was very nice, yeah. Very nice lady. Um, and she was very, I would say, attentive in, you know, if you need anything, yes. you know, are you having a good time? But it, she it was almost to that. the point of being, like, needy. Are you having a good time? What can we do to make you have a good time? Yeah. Are you going to start playing soon? Are you, don't she worry. She did ask us if we were going to start playing soon. Yeah, and yeah. you know, things like, well, don't worry. We'll get the party started soon. The party will start soon. And, you know, anybody who knows us, which she doesn't, but anybody who knows right. us is like, you know, we start our own party. We don't need mm. we don't need something to happen, and we're not looking... I, when she started asking those questions, I had this vision of, you know, at 11 o'clock, when the... When the <laughs> Bell strikes. Everybody has to take their clothes off and start fucking right there. Um, and there was not a lot of people I was terribly interested in. Um, we have played with transgendered folks in the past. Yeah. And I've played with cross-dressers in the past. Mm-hmm. And they... A lot of fun. I find it really hot. It is. Yeah. It exists. For some reason... It's just something that's really hot. Yeah. Um, these... People weren't as I, attractive to me as those that I've played with in the past. I would agree. And it was a and combination of how well put together they were and a bit of their attitude. It wasn't, it wasn't age. No, um, and be- one person did come over and sit and talk to us for a bit. Um, yeah, and she was lovely. Yes, yeah, yeah, she was great conversation. Clearly not wanting to play with us, but just wanted to no, chat. yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard she our did. American accent mm-hmm. and, and t- heard us talking about Australia. Right, and she had traveled around a bit yeah. in her past. And so, um, but yeah, it was really good conversation talking with her. Um, but again, there was, it was very clear that she wasn't really interested in playing with us we weren't really attracted to her, so it was it was just you know good conversation, which was which was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. we were approached at the bar by this guy who the word I'm going to use is lecherous. Yeah, um, he was one of those like predatory, gross. Like he was creepy. He wouldn't even open his eyes all the way, so he had those kind of sleepy, sleazy eyes. I would have said almost high or something. Uh, yeah, but he wasn't. But I don't think he no. was. I just think that's how he. Yeah. Who, uh, was ugh. Yeah, and it was clear he didn't care about our names. He was only interested in in when are we, are we going to get naked. Yeah. Um, and we made it very clear that it wasn't going to happen soon. Um, and then another fellow was at the bar, a British fellow, and. Mm-hmm. He ended up talking to us. He was like, it was very... Well, it was funny because he came up and started talking to us, and he was a very good conversationalist. And so we kind of 
started talking to him, and there were some jokes going back and forth. And so then the other kind of creepy, lecherous guy, you know, I think at least Mr. Adam and I were still trying to include him in things. You know, it was still kind of like, okay, the four of us are standing up at the bar. We're all going to talk. Right. But he did not insert himself at all into the conversation and then very quickly cut himself off and walked away. Yeah, he didn't want to talk. No, he didn't want to talk. That was not on his agenda. (laughs) And so we ended up talking to the British guy for a while. Yeah, Um, which that itself was kind of weird in that he was... So apparently one of his, air quotes, friends told him about this place and told him that he really needed to go. And so he was trying to figure out if they were being sarcastic now, looking back on it, or if they were serious. Because yeah. he was like, either way, I'm sort of concerned about my friendship. <laughs> um, which was funny, you know, and he was clearly uncomfortable. I don't think he'd ever done anything like this before. I don't think he'd ever been to a singer's club. He didn't realize it was by night because he wasn't bisexual. No. Um, but he was like, I was just about to leave, and you two came in, and you're normal, and I'd like to talk to you guys. And we're like, all right, cool. So He, he actually said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what he said. Um, and so we talked to him for a little while. L- little does he know we're not normal. Yeah, normal is only an average. Not knowing us, not knowing that, hell, we'll play in front of anybody. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know, what you what you look like or smell like or whatever. We'll be, if as long as it's you and me, it's we can put on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he leaves and about the time that he left another, a couple had mm-hmm. come in, um, and they were both beautiful, yeah, not beautiful, but comparatively we were like, oh wow, these people look like a lot of fun to talk to. They're in, yeah, they were standing, they were up. attractive, very they attractive. Were attractive people. They were standing up near the bar and, um, they stood up there for a bit and we were kind of watching them because there weren't many other people to watch yeah. at that point. Um, and so we were watching them and I noticed, like I caught her eye a couple times. And so finally I said to Mr. Adam, you know, let's, let's go up to the bar and, and say hi to them and talk to them. Before that, sorry, I'm going to backtrack just a bit and I apologize, but we had a guy that sat down and talked to us as well, who was a bit on the obnoxious scale because he kept insisting that we sounded Australian. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, he, I, forgot about I don't him. remember where he was from. He was somewhere in Eastern Europe, but, um, and had lived in the States for a very long time. But he insisted that we sounded Australian. And I know that all of our Australian all... listeners are cracking up yeah. right now. <laughs> He's like, you guys, you sound Australian. You don't sound like you're from America. You... And I'm sure he probably thought we didn't sound like we were from America because we don't sound like we're from New York. Yes. But, yeah. And it was like, dude, we don't have an Australian accent. You do. We, we don't. You do. Like, okay, you need to work on your flirting skills. <laughs> I really think he thought he was flirting. I forgot about that. I blocked him out. Yeah. And it was one of those things you're like, dude, go away. (laughs) And we said everything but go away to him. Yeah. Um, And he was sort of delightfully socially inept. Um, And so finally, the hostess came up Mm -hmm. and said something about the party starting. Oh, don't don't worry. The party's going to start soon. And he said... He said something to her about, are you going to start it? And he basically propositioned her, and she was like, okay. okay. And so <laughs> they went into one of the rooms, and then... Some, Not one of the rooms, but one of the one little of the, curtain yeah, areas. Yeah, one of the little curtain yeah. areas that was there by the bar. Yeah. Um, and then somebody else ended up joining them, and they were in there, and you could hear the little spankings going along, mm-hmm. and lots of little fun play in there. And yeah. it was just like, well, that... <laughs> they were like, Thank you, hostess lady, <laughs> for saving us from... 
Captain Awkward. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because when he propositioned her, I was like, oh, fuck, that's not going to work. That's not how you do it. And then then she went along with it. And I was like, well, okay, clearly that does work sometimes. <laughs> I love those moments where you're like, oh, my God, that is the worst pickup line. That, ju- that just work? What? <laughs> what? Holy shit. Why do I even work on my skills? <laughs> if that's all that it takes. Yeah. Oh, my God. You going to get this party started? Sure. Awesome. Let's go get this party started. <laughs> like, well, all right, there you go. Um, so back, I'm sorry, back to the couple. Yes. We were talking to them at the bar, and um, I, I don't know their descent. I think he was from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he mentioned that. I am a sucker for the Eastern Caribbean yeah. men. and He was built. Oh, he, he was, yeah. broad-shouldered and had that beautiful caramel macchiato skin and, you know, dark brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And I remember her, but I wasn't really... I was focused on him. I was like, hi. And uh, they were talking about where they were from, and they were from the Washington Heights area. And he's like, I bet you don't know where that is. And I was like, even farther than Harlem to northern Manhattan and maintain. Get off at 181st and take the escalator. I hope you're writing this down. I'm going to ask you later. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little in the heights there. And I was like, oh, my God, I know exactly where the heights are. And, he, and I basically ran, ran through that. Uh, and he was like, you do know where the heights are. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I do, because I listen to Broadway musicals. And um, so we got to talking, and we chatted with them for, what, 30 minutes or so? Easy, yeah. Um, and then basically found out that she was bi, and he was yeah. very curious. Yeah. Very, very curious. Yeah. And we were like, all right, cool. Well, we're going to go, we were like, we're going to go play in one of the private rooms. If you guys are interested, you're more than welcome to join us. Um so we went to the private room, yep. and I think a few minutes later they popped in, and um, it was—it's one of those again. It's one of those awkward. It's those. I think that maybe you and I just aren't good at, you know, that first connect sex connection without knowing the people for a while, because <clears throat> excuse me, because you know. I know you and I kissed for a while, and they kissed, and we both kind of watched each other, and then it just took it, it felt like it took forever to make that physical connection between the two couples. I would say it felt like that, but I think in reality, it was maybe like three to four minutes. It wasn't that long. Three to four minutes, but I want it now. Kidding. It it wasn't that long, though, really, because we kissed for a bit, and they kissed for a bit. Um, They were sitting on the massage table while we were kind of on the bed area, Um, and then... And then she came over to where we were, and he kind of trailed behind her. And that's kind of what got it started. And then, so you and her started kissing and making Mm -hmm. out a lot on the bed. Yeah, her breasts were amazing. Yeah, Yeah. beautiful, ginormous breasts. Yeah. Yeah, she was was a pretty lady. She was very beautiful, yeah. Um, But, again, I really only had eyes for him. Um, But I was like, all right, well, he's just... Curious, curious. He's he'd already sort of he'd sort of set me up to think that nothing was going to happen, mm-hmm. um, and so we're standing there. And by this point, everybody's naked, um, and he and I are standing shoulder to shoulder. And he kind of looked at me, and I kind of looked at him, and I smiled. And then he took him my hand and put it on his junk. I'm like, all right, cool, I can do this. So started getting a little wristy. There you go, Australia, um, <laughs> and. Uh, he put his arm kind of around, he's taller than me, of course, like mm-hmm. everybody else is. Um, and he put his arm around my shoulder and then he looked, he kind of pulled me in. So I, then I was nuzzling at his neck. And then it was one of those really kind of, I love these moments, these sort of slow motion moments where your your cheeks are rubbing against the cheeks and you're getting closer and closer to kissing. But you're like, 
does he want me to kiss him? I don't mm-hmm. think he does. And, you know, but he's moving imperceptibly closer and closer. And then finally we kiss. And it was like, wow. And he was a great kisser, big, like full lips and soft. And yeah, that's how she was. She was a very good kisser. She had a very similar kissing style. But much like him, she had those big, full lips, and it was, and you know, just enough tongue, and it was, yeah, she was yeah. such a good kisser. And that was that was fantastic. And then he got a little more aggressive, and he pushed me down onto the bed, and I just started going down on him, going down on him, and that was great. So, <clears throat> about this time, or actually, as we were walking in, the British dude came back. Right. As we were going into the room. And you actually asked them, do you mind, we'd been talking to him, do you guys mind if he... Well, he kind of stepped... So as the, this was before we ever started really playing with him, you and I were still kissing and they were still kissing. So this was right at the very beginning. And he kind of pulled the curtain back and looked in and kind of stepped in as if like, hey, can I, you know, he kind of had that look about him. And I, but I knew that he hadn't even seen the other couple or talked to them at all because he left before they came. And so I asked them, I was like, you know, do you mind but I don't want to just randomly say yeah. some person come join, you know. Right. Be- imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Kind of weird. And so I was kind of like, well, this could be a little awkward. But I asked him, I was like, do you mind? And they were in their own little world and didn't really answer. So he got the hint and left. Yeah. And so he didn't stay in the room. And that's when... You know, a little bit later, she came over and we all started playing. And then, so because at, she and I were we were sixty nining. Okay, I thought that he had said they had said yes because at some point he came back. Maybe okay. I didn't ca- if they. I don't think they actually said anything. There may have been some nodding or movements. I don't. Okay, or maybe it was just a, there wasn't a clear no. That's right. Because before I started going down <laughs> so. on the in the Heights guy, um, the British guy was there basically naked, and the in the Heights guy kind of looked at him and said, you know, pointed to my hand. And it's like, do you want him? And mm. um, the British guy was like, oh, no, no, I, I don't go that way. Uh, <laughs> and we were like, okay, cool, he's straight. So he's just watching the girls. Right. Um, and so then I started going down on In the Heights. And I, I kind of looked at the other, the British guy again, because he's standing there with his junk card right in my face. And he was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> it's very, very posh British. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. So I'm going out on the dude and... I don't know. The lady never think, really seemed interested in me. No, she was really only interested in me. And I'm, which I'm and, totally okay with because I was really only interested in him. Um, yeah. And I will say one big critique of this club, which is on a by night, there was no lube in the rooms. There was there was 
uh, condoms. There were plenty of condoms. You're right. But there was no lube. You're right. And I was like, I would have totally, like, like, hey, do you, do you want to fuck me? But I'm looking around. I'm like, there's no lube. What the hell? What You're is right. Lube? And I don't remember seeing any in the bar area no. or anywhere else. I never saw any lube in that no. place. So major strike there, uh, in my opinion. But um, so anyway, I just I think I, I was going down on him for probably 20, 25 minutes. And it was one of those you would pull him, bring him to the brink and then back and then mm-hmm. bring him to the brink and then back. Um, and I, we were all having fun. And then... Um, the British guy tried to... He tried to get me to go down on him, which, because at some point, the, in the Heights guy, I'd gone down on him. Like, yeah. he, when I was with the cock computer in front of my mouth, I, I opened mouth, insert cock. Yeah, because I was going um, down on her for a bit. Okay, so maybe that was it. Yeah. But yeah, because at some point it was there, and I was like, oh yeah, this is good. Um... And so I went down on him for a bit, and the British guy, of course, was watching all of this. And so then he kind of moved himself to be in front of me, yeah. and I tried to go down on him. But what w- did not happen the first time when we were originally talking to him, apparently somewhere in between, he went out and smoked yeah. before coming back. I didn't know he was a smoker. Um, but he went and smoked, and not only was he a smoker, but he was then playing with himself with cigarette hands, and so his <laughs> cock basically tasted like a big cigarette. It was just, I, I just, it's it's not even like there's a, a whiff of cigarette around you. That, okay, I can deal with. But when your cock tastes like I'm eating a cigarette, I, I, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I tried for about five to ten seconds, and yeah. I was like, nope, and I, then I started giving him a hand job. Yeah. And I don't know. He got know. behind you at one point. I thought he was going to try to fuck you, but then he didn't, so uh, I was like... I kind of wondered, too. Because I, think I think he might he... have started losing the erection after you stopped going down on him, so maybe he was... Maybe. Uh, it's funny, because, again, how how men are, how boys are, um, I can get that. He, I can see him saying, well, I'm going to fuck her, and then go, well, she didn't like my cock, so maybe it's not good enough, kind of thing. And you start getting into maybe. that. So... Um, Without, again, yeah. without asking questions or having any kind of actual communication for you to say, dude, it's not you, it's the smoke. Yeah. Um, it's tough. But we... Because um, I, after I, after that, like when I, you know, when he kind of took a step back, then I went back to her. Yeah. Because she and I were more, much more focused yeah. on each other. Yeah. And, and so yeah. at that point, he's playing with himself off and on and he finally comes up and... Um, I think you were going down on in the Heights guy, and the British guy comes up and d- looks at me, and with these big British puppy dog eyes, goes, "Um, <clears throat> uh, what w- would you do to me what you did to him?" <laughs> and I was like, "But you, you, you mean oral?" Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so polite. <laughs> I looked at him, and he still got the condom on, and I was like, "Do you want the condom?" He's like, "Oh yes, the condom stays on." I'm like. Safety third. <laughs> Which, honestly, if he'd had the condom on with me, I absolutely would have gone down on him. Yeah, I don't know. But he didn't, and it was, yeah, yeah, because I would much rather taste latex. Yeah, and I was like, all right, well, I'm thinking this isn't going to be fun for me, but I can probably get this, I can probably get this done in like 90 seconds. <laughs> and I know that sounds really, really both cocky and assholey, but the, at that point, he was sort of in the way. Yeah. And yeah. so we needed to get him out of the way so that we could c- continue on. And I thought, yeah. And I looked at him and went, sure. So I grabbed him and in in about, I don't know, 75 seconds, he was done. And I will say, it's always that great feeling of 
an, I don't know if you've ever felt this, an orgasm in your mouth when they're wearing a condom mm. because you feel the condom expand. And it's you, like when somebody comes in your mouth, you really, you have to think swallow, 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 or you relax or you're, you're thinking you're not, you can enjoy it, but you're not really enjoying it. But when you're wearing, when somebody's wearing a condom, you can really enjoy that feeling of the swelling against your tongue and everything. But it was like, all right, I'm done. And then I lean back and he's like, oh my God. I've never had any any man do that. That that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, "You're welcome." <laughs> and then I went back to in the Heights guy. And uh, you better British hope dude, you better hope that whoever he has next is just as good, or he's going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it was hilarious though. So I I ripped. I brought over another person. Yep, yep. Like, that's what I do. Um, so yeah, he. Uh, he swiftly thanked, profusely thanked me, um, then got dressed and was gone. Yeah, and it's a bit of a shame because he was really cute. He was a sweet guy, too. He was cute. He was sweet. It was just the fact that his cock tasted like a f- cigarette. I just couldn't get over that. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And uh, basically, we, we finished with the other couple. Um, yeah. You and I, uh, we were. it was kind of fun because uh, I was behind you he was behind her and you guys were sort of face to face and that was a fun watching them come watching us come it was fun i liked that um but then we talked to them about other clubs and they warned us away from one of the clubs because it was going to be an 150 dollar cab ride one way it was a lot further from where we were staying than we realized yeah and they basically it was one that we planned on going to and they basically said it's going to be you know a crazy stupid mountain cabs there and back it's probably not the crowd you're interested in. You yeah. know, it's not going to be your scene. Don't bother. It's not worth the money. And then, which I have to appreciate. Yeah, the, the honesty. honesty. Yeah. And they had gone to a lot of the clubs. Yeah. So, um, and then they told us about one of the other clubs that we were looking at going to, and they were like, you know, we don't think this is going to be your thing. You may like it, but it's, it's not. We don't think it's exactly what you're looking for. But then they said the place where we think you should go is Checkmate. Right, and that was the one that I had dismissed because their website was not informative. It wasn't really up to date. If you clicked on an event, it I don't know, it didn't do what I thought it should do. And yeah. so I dismissed it because I was like, well, if their website's not great, you know, then maybe they're not going to take as much, I'm going to say, pride in the club, or it's not going to be as good either. Yeah. And which, again, don't judge a book by its cover, apparently. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so uh-huh. we... We will say the second night we skipped, we didn't go to the place we had originally planned on going. Mm-hmm. We were exhausted. so We were exhausted, and from what they had said about it, it was one of those, do we push through and do this anyway, or do we not? But they, you know, from what they had said, it would probably be okay, but it wouldn't be great. Yeah. And we opted for an extra two hours of sleep instead. Yeah. So the next <laughs> night, we went to Checkmate. Yes. Um, it was a Saturday night. It was a Saturday night. And we got all dolled up, and, and when we got there, we tried to email and set up a time, but I don't think they got our email or whatever. No. But we showed up. Well, when we showed up, because they said something about you have to be a member or whatever, so I'd sent in the information. Because they wanted, like, a picture and yeah, stuff Yeah, but like I that. never got anything in reply. Again, it was two days before when I sent that. Um, so maybe, I don't know how frequently they... they check or yeah. do things or whatever but I sent it two days before didn't get a reply and we were kind of like well do we go anyway and hope that it's fine I was like yeah, sure it'll be fine so we showed up and they asked if we were members and I was like well I tried to email and she was like oh I tried to email you back 
<laughs> okay, sure. We'll go with that. Um, but anyway, so we, we got checked in and... Well, she was like, are you members of any other clubs? And we're like, yeah, in Australia. Yeah, so we, we told her, you know, we're members at, at OSS, or our secret spot in Australia. And she's like, that's fine. So we got checked in, and she explained to us they had a, which I never really saw happening, but they supposedly had a game or something going on that night where you draw a position out of a bowl. So you draw a slip of paper out of a bowl, and it has a, a sex position on it. And at some point, you're supposed to demonstrate this position. Now, in my mind, it would be like the DJ, because they had a DJ there. It would be the DJ saying, basically, okay, now whoever has this position, come yeah. out to the middle of the dance floor, because they had this big dance floor. I'm, I know I'm getting ahead of things, but they had a big dance floor with a stripper pole in it. And so in my mind, you would then go to that dance floor and and demonstrate this position in front of everyone else. But that never really happened. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure how all that was supposed to come into play. But... I agree. I didn't... I was, it was confused a great idea, by that. But I yeah. don't feel like it was... <laughs> Brought to fruition. Right. Uh, so anyway, we were given a position as we went in, though. Yeah. Um, which was at least a, a good, fun position. You know? And we did it. It was cowgirl. Yeah, we did it. Um, so you walk in, and immediately on your left is the DJ. Well, first of all, though, in the entryway, well, they had the entryway with like the desk and everything, and it was literally a separate room. You had to go then through another door. Right, completely closed off. Because all of the other places, there was a curtain or something. But yeah. this was an actual door, so you could not see, you couldn't really hear other than the music. Yeah, so there was yeah. no mistaken, you know, you could get in. If you mistakenly wandered in, you wouldn't have seen anything, really. Right, right. Um, but we enter the big room, and there's a DJ immediately on your left. Uh, five paces in front of you is a bar. And then there was a huge dance floor mm-hmm. um, with a stripper pole and seats all the way around. Yep. Um, to the right, if you're facing the bar, to the right and then back behind a bit was another little room that was a um, clothing optional room. So apparently you could go in there. We never really figured out if you could have sex in there, but it def- they definitely encouraged nudity and, and some play. But I'm not exactly sure how much it play. wasn't specified when she took us on the tour, and we didn't think to ask at that point because she was just like, "Oh, well, this is a clothing optional room," and so we didn't think to ask whether you could have sex there or not, or if it was acceptable. Yeah. But we also never really saw anyone use that room. We saw a couple people go in there and just Did talk, we? but okay. they weren't. Because at one point, you and I went in yeah, there. Yeah, and it was empty. And it was empty, and nobody really came and joined, so we left. Um, yeah. Then. Across on the, if you're again standing next to the DJ facing the bar, to the left was a huge locker room. And huge locker room. It was a room. huge locker room. Um, I counted forty something lockers. Yeah, I I, th- I thought and there was, some of them were full size, some were half size. Yeah. Um, and rather than give you a key like all the other locations we've ever been to, um, there was a, a a keeper of the keys, and she would open your locker for you let you put your stuff in, and then lock it for you so that there was no risk of you losing your keys. And if you ever wanted in or out of it again during the night, you know, she was always in that room. That was what she did was she was in charge of the lockers. Yeah. yeah. And so she also had things like specialty condoms, especially lubes. They had lubes. Mints and, and yeah. scope and stuff like that, um, which I think is actually not a bad idea for a location like that to have cups of scope. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <sighs> 
then there was bathrooms off off of that as well, and a couple of showers. Now I didn't actually walk down and see the showers. I think they were just big open showers. Um, we did. I did use the bathroom one time, and it was just a little water closet. Um, so off the locker room was another little hallway that went and bent around. And in order to go down this hallway, if you weren't on a tour, you had to be dressed down. And they asked for um, lingerie for the ladies or towels. And they did also, but now they did provide robes. There were yes, robes the robes in the and lockers. towels, yeah. And so you could have a robe on. And I did think it was interesting. You could definitely tell who were regulars and who weren't. Because the regulars yeah. would have their own robes that they brought. And so it would be like a lacy something or a silk or yeah, something. Or a but kimono it, robe. Right, but it wasn't the terry cloth typical robe that yeah. they provided. So you could definitely tell the regulars from the knot. Um, so down this hallway, the first room on the right was basically a petite room. Um, it was basically four Ottomans that had, they had put a twin sheet over or a full-size sheet over um, and made into a bed. Um and then a wall of mirror, which was nice, mm-hmm. the, and a chair. Then across from that room was the largest playroom I've ever seen. I think there was five king-size beds, yeah. three along one wall, two along another in an L-shape, mirrors behind all of the beds. And then across from the two king-bed wall, there were couches. On, on both walls, I think there was couches, yeah. seating areas, I should yeah. say. Um, it was gigantic. It was yeah. Um, Really kind of amazing. And again, lots of mirrors. Then the next room down was another queen-size bed. And at the end of the hall, there was a queen-size bed with a seat in front of it, sort of like a viewing seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to the bar area. This one was a little more expensive to get into. It was claimed to be BYO, but they were gifting us drinks. Um, if you wanted something, they had. If we wanted yeah. something, which I think I had a glass of red wine and you just stuck with water. Um, so layout wise, this ranks up there with one of my favorite clubs I've ever been in. I think the layout was pretty fantastic. Yeah. It, it had a nice big open area right as you walked in. So you could talk to people because they also, in front of the DJ, there were some tall bar type tables. tables. Yeah. Genius. So you could have people sitting at the tables. You could have people on the couches. There was not really anyone on the dance floor the whole time we were there, but you know, maybe at some point, um, but I like the fact then that for off of the locker room, the playrooms then were completely separate. And yeah. so it was very clear divided that you have to be dressed down past this point. And I think the playrooms were laid out pretty well. Um, I agree. Um, the only thing I would have said I would do differently in the playrooms was the one with the four Ottomans. I would have rather have had two twin beds. Yes. Because at one point when we were playing, you kind of fall down between the two Ottomans. <laughs> yeah. and it, Ottomans aren't know. comfortable to lay on, even yeah. if they're all tied together <laughs> with sheets. Um, but I get it. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. You know, it was fine. That That's the only thing I think I would have changed in how the rooms were if set If that's up. our biggest complaint, then we're doing pretty good. <laughs> um, there, yeah. I will say there were only two restrooms, which makes... Yeah. You know, at one we asked our the, our tour guide lady. We talked to her off and on throughout the night. She was a lovely lady, and I actually think she would have played with us, um, but we didn't stay late enough. Um, which is, again is another thing that's interesting that the hostesses or the or the people who were working there were allowed to play as well. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. That no. was a big surprise she to was me. Really cute, She's though. beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, you know, one of the things I asked her was like, oh, how many people do you guys have normally? She's like, oh, on a normal night, there's between 35 and 40 couples. I'm like, 
I'm sorry, what? It's like on a normal night, there's 35 and 40 couples. Holy shit. What, like, what does, what does New Year's Eve look like? She's like, oh, New Year's Eve and Halloween are huge. She goes, you can't walk along the dance floor without stepping over bodies. And I'm like, no. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I sort of wouldn't mind seeing that, um, but just to see it. But um, my, so layout wise, absolutely love that club. Yeah. I thought that was so well done. I don't like having a keeper of the keys. I'd rather have my own key, like at our secret spot. I will say that that it got a, uh, there was a, one time where we wanted to get into our locker, but she was busy with other people, and so we ended up having to wait a couple of minutes before we could get into our locker. And that's where it would be handy to have, have your, your own key. key. Yeah. yeah, but I get it. You know, yeah, I get it. people yeah. aren't responsible with the keys. Yeah, you know, you don't want to have to deal with a de- of a deposit and maybe on the keys. with that many people too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but my big negative on the whole thing was there was no communication. There was no talking. No. Um, everybody's sitting around this giant dance floor. Nobody's dancing. Everybody's sitting around, clearly in their own couples. And I will say that that was the one thing, because the dance floor was big enough in the middle, if there had been dancing and whatnot, it would have been fine. But because there wasn't, it was this huge open space, basically like an abyss separating the couples. Yeah, and nobody was talking to anybody outside of their own couple, which is just weird. Um, so we sat there, we, we sort I think we even tried to talk to one couple and it was just like, okay, they you, weren't don't, interested. you don't want to talk to us. No. Okay. Um, and so we ended up like, all right, do you want to just dress down and go see what's going on in the other rooms? And about that time, cause we, that's right. Cause I had counted, um, I counted like there was 28 couples in this giant room. Mm-hmm. And then when the number got down to 18, I said, hey, do you want to walk into the other room? Because I was like, all right, there's 10 couples now playing in some, at least 10 couples playing. Let's go see what's going on. Yeah. Um, so we walked in there and changed, dressed down with about three other couples. And then all of us started going to the rooms. Um, checked out the rooms, which one do we want to play with. We watched the in the big room. We watched for a little while. I would have played in there. But again... What is so weird about this is on each of the beds, people were couples were taking up a whole king size bed. I still don't even One know how to do that. One couple the entire bed. Yeah. One couple the entire bed, but they weren't they weren't having sex. They were just laying there and lightly touching and watching. And I'm like, Dude, yeah, there was one couple in particular uh, in the corner. Yeah, I call him the Hugh Hefner couple because yes. he he was much older than her. Um, and oh my god, that's right in the in the in the suit. Yes, yes, and. Um, when I say suit, I just want to say it was a, um, I think, baby blue and white pinstripe. I'm sorry, baby blue and white stripe, not pinstripe, uh, full suit. Mm-hmm. White shock of hair and glasses, yeah. and she was probably 30 years his younger. Yeah. But I, it was the suit that got me. I was like, <laughs> I'm dying to see this guy's underwear. Yeah, <laughs> I think he had bright orange socks as well, as yeah. I recall. Which, I mean, guy looked amazing. Not necessarily for a swingers club. He, he looked well put together. He looked very well put yeah. together for any other place other than a swingers club. Right. Um, but yeah, so they were laying on one of the beds, taking up the entire bed, the two of them just, he was stroking her or whatever, but they were just watching. And it's, it's. I mean, I get it, but it's such a waste of space when there's people <laughs> that can be playing there. <laughs> and there was, there was three of us standing in the doorway yeah. sort of watching and like... Can we jump in somewhere? And you yeah. couldn't. No. Um, there was two couples that were swapping. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And they were taking up a bed. So at least mm-hmm. the two of them were taking up a bed and a half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, 
what a waste of space. So I was a bit perturbed there. So we went into the the little room. With the four Ottomans. Yeah, yeah. with the four Ottomans. Um, and we got on there and started... And I do have to say that the way that the rooms were decorated was very tastefully done. It was very nice. The whole thing was tastefully yeah. done. Because, like, in the big area, they had... Um, Fairy lights or, or little Christmas lights mm-hmm. hanging around. I think they had like uh, chiffon kind of swooping S- from scalloped around the scalloped ceiling. Around the ceiling. Yeah. So the whole thing felt, the whole place felt decadent. Yeah. Which, you know, for for that kind of club, it can it can sometimes feel sleazy. Mm-hmm. But they managed to do it where it didn't feel sleazy. It felt decadent. Uh, yeah. And I, I really appreciated that yeah. everywhere where the curtains were done, the curtains were hung, hanging well. Um, and they everything felt clean. All the sheets looked clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we went into the little room and and started playing around a bit. And we were sitting on the bed, and you were sitting straddled me, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting off the bed with my feet on the floor, and we're making out. And I noticed that you know one couple comes in and and they're on the bed now next to us, um, and there was two or three other couples kind of in the room. So. I was going to, we were trying to get into a different position. Um, and you start to try to climb off of me. And I'm like, no, no, just hold on. And so I stood up. This is one of those moments I'm, I'm bragging a bit, folks. <clears throat> uh, but I stood up care, holding you and just spun, your, spun around and laid you down on the bed. Um, I can do that because you weigh about as much as a sack of wet noodles. Um, there, you it's just so easy, but it was great because I heard one of the women in the doorway go, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's a strapping young man. I know. It's just like, (laughs) I'm like, Oh, that's funny. Thanks. Um, but at that, you know, from that point, it's really easy to stand up with extra weight Mm -hmm. and you're hardly any weight. So, uh, but I do get it. I mean, like I'm picking you up and throwing you around it does make me feel masculine and strong, but I'm neither. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Um, but I was very pleased with that. You're, you're not a weightlifter, you know. No. But, you know. But it was funny when she's... Because I, I did take my time spinning you around. I held... Because I can hold you f- yeah. for a pretty long time. Um, and then laid you down on the bed. But it was... Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and now her partner's like, shit, how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leverage, dude. It's all about knowing your center of gravity. Um, so, and then, yeah, we played for a little while in there, mm-hmm. and um, which, you know, it was good. And I don't, again, don't mind having other people on the bed with us. My issue, again, is that the lady randomly starts pawing at your breasts. And she, she started suckling them as and well. And starts sucking you yeah. without any. Talking. Right. There's no, and you put up with it. Whereas if I had been you, I would have been like, no. Well, no, I didn't mind it. Um, Even if I, I like am, something, you should ask before you I do. I am curious if I had said no or or motioned no in some way. I am curious as to how she would have taken it because it, you know, she may have taken it well, or she may not have. I don't. I don't know. Some people listen to that and some don't. Um, but I really didn't mind her. You know, she was fondling me for a bit, and she started kind of licking me, and I didn't mind it at all whatsoever. Yeah, but and I, I think at one point I did, towards the end, after she kind of fondled me a bit and whatnot, I I did kind of reach over and, and stroke her some, 
just as a polite reciprocating. Uh, tit for tat. Yeah. Pun intended. Right. Because, you know, she was pretty enough. I, she's not my type, but she was pretty enough. And yeah. it was like, you know, you're here and sure, whatever. And I knew that we were about done. So I knew that we weren't going to be there that yeah. much longer. But it was a bit strange that there was no, no communication. Commu- even a bit, even like this, this past weekend at our secret spot we were on the bed with another couple next to us we'd not had any didn't know their names hadn't talked to them whatsoever and he starts stroking my leg and his partner was like is that okay yeah there was no is that okay there was nothing it was just a very much uh so you say it was okay and that's fine but had it been him instead of her would you have thought differently um, no, I, I okay. wouldn't have minded because of the way the stroking was. It okay. was a very light stroking. It wasn't a grr aggressive. It was kind of a bit of an introductory. I think if I had said no, she probably would have backed off. Okay. But because I said no, then she went to the licking and sucking. Yeah. Um, or because I didn't say no. What yeah. did I say? Yeah. I don't know. Because you didn't say anything. Right. right. She took that as an open invitation right. to move forward. But it, it was still different for us in the fact that we're used to people saying, you know, either communication beforehand or even at that moment saying, is this okay? Yeah. And, and and that's all it needs to be is at that moment say... But I will say it wasn't just us, though. If you looked at all the other couples playing around, anytime there was couple to couple touching, swapping, yeah. playing, it was just, it just happened. There was no verbal communication. You know, part of you, was, part of me is like, oh, it's great. It was organic. But part of me is like, dude, communicate. Yeah. Like the, this, this lifestyle is built on healthy communication and there was no healthy communication. But it's almost as if because you're there, it's then okay. That being there is consent yeah. enough. Yeah. I don't accept that. But that's what it felt like. It, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's what it felt like. But I think that is... I don't know. That's that's a a bad place. That's a bad way to be. That's a bad yeah. se- a setup for a bad way to be. Um, but we finished pretty soon after. We finished pretty soon after, and we went back and sat at the bar and yeah. talked to the nice lady who's to the hostess, the hostess yeah. who took us around, um, and talked to the bartender a bit, um, and then. We talked about going back in and playing, and then again, and I think we even walked back there and looked together a couple of times. It was packed, at and that it was point, packed. Though. Yeah. Um, but we were like, "Well, we can squeeze our way in. It, it will be fun, but why don't we just go back to the hotel and and play there?" Mm-hmm. So we went back to the to the locker room, and then we were talking to a couple, and they were like, "We heard you're from Australia." We're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Do you like?" Um, do you go to any of the clubs there? And then another couple goes, do you guys go to Our Secret Spot or uh, Couples, Couples Club? Club? And we kind of, <laughs> it was one of those, what? And, How do you know the names? And she was like, oh, we're from Sydney. Yeah. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And so this other yeah. couple is from Sydney. Um, and they were in New York at the same time we were. Yeah, Which I guess isn't overly surprising, but it's a little surprising. It's, and it's, a swingers club. Yeah, it's yeah. completely surprising. It was. Yeah. It is overly surprising. Um, and so we talked to them for a bit, and then we talked to the other couple. And for me, what got me on this was they had been to Sydney a couple of times, too. I don't think they had gone to Our Secret Spot. No. But um, they were regulars at Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Um, but what got me was we were talking about work and travel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and the lady even said, oh, I can't believe we're sitting having this kind of conversation at a swingers club. And I thought to myself, okay, this is, it's not just the club, it's the clientele. The, the club, I'm going to use this word and I don't mean it the way it sounds. The club isn't poisonous. It's the clientele mentality that's poisonous. And I say, I don't mean it like 
poisonous is a harsh word, but that I can't come up with word. a better word. It's like the flaw is not in the club. Maybe flaw so is So you're saying than the lack of communication during play is not because of the club. It's, it's because of the people that go to the yes, club. Yes, it's not indicative of the club. It's indicative of the clientele. It's be- so you're saying it's you think it's because the people don't want it? Yeah. Okay. They're not interested in it. She okay. was clearly not interested in our conversation. She and she she, only she had talked to, to us with. two or three times before yeah. and was trying to because I remember at one point we were she was the one that made us draw another yep. sexual position yep. and then sort of was like, do you want to go back and show us what it looks like? And we were like, no, because we had just walked in the door. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just walked out from playing. Oh, was that that time? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we had just walked out from playing. We went, because we both went, well, we did our position. She goes, well, I didn't see it. And she goes, you got to draw another one. So we drew another one. She's like, do you want to show us? We're like, no, we just left back there. We're going to go to the bar now. But, you know, it's one of those things that it's it's their sort of mentality that you're only here for sex. We mm-hmm. don't want a conversation. We're not looking for any kind of bond with you. You are, you are just a human sex toy. And I wonder if that is... A location thing, like people in. So different... is it a question of New York? Right, right. Is it is it because of where the club is, the the people that maybe live around there, or the people that visit there, or is it indicative more of of just you know that person in particular? I don't know. That's a wonderful yeah. question. You know, I, I think about when we were going to the house in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of communication there. A lot of communication. I yeah. remember that one time we were in the master bedroom where that couple was like, may mm-hmm. I do this? May I do this? Could I do this? And, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't looking to play with them. But at the same time, when he was like, may I fondle your breasts? And you were like, sure. sure. Yeah. You know, it's like you asked so politely. Whereas here, you don't have that. And I, I got to be honest, it, that really more, puts a bad taste in my mouth. I was going to say, I'm much more likely to allow you to do something if you ask first yeah. than if you just assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a, for me, that is a flaw in the clientele. No. Um, I don't like it. But then how do you breed, the question then is how do you breed people that will kind of gear the club more that direction? You know? So, you know, I look at, I look at, uh, and I know we, we talk about our secret spot a lot, but it, you know, it's the, it's our home base yeah. for clubs. Um, but you know, when they take people on a tour, they're very clear about, what the expectations are. They set up the expectations right there. Fair enough. Um, And they even include things like, if you don't feel comfortable, come get any of us. Yeah. You know, or, uh, you know, I've heard the law say, you know, just talk to someone else. You know, they'll get us. Mm -hmm. There's buttons in every room where you can call down and ask, you know, if you're not comfortable, you know, it's all about setting up that idea, that expectation that the club is going to be a safe, comfortable place. And yeah, I think that's how you do it. And, you know, in both clubs, we never got that kind of talk. No, we didn't. You're you know, right. they, they gave us tours, mm-hmm. but they never told us what the rules are. That's um, true. And you could say that they knew that we were from other club, another club and that we knew the rules. But clearly the rules aren't the same, depending on which that's club you're in. That's fair enough. And I know that OSS's people, no matter what your experiences are, if it's your first time at the club, they go over the rules. Mm-hmm. Um so, I don't know. For me, that club was better than the other one. Oh, for sure. I actually quite enjoyed it. I would go back there in a um, heartbeat. The other thing that you failed to mention was because we, oh, we left yes. about, one, <laughs> I think we left about 1, one thirty in the morning. Yeah, we did. Um, but around the time we were leaving, and the hostess was trying to get us to stay, but 
We, we were exhausted. We, we had an we early flight had, the next morning. We knew we had an early, yeah, morning the next day. Um, but she was basically like, oh, just stay, just stay. There'll be food and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, food. Yeah, food, right, And Yum. about, I think it was about 1, 1.30 in the morning, yeah. they brought out a feast. There were chocolate-covered croissants. There were bagels. There was fruits. Coffee, tea, everywhere. a Coffee, fresh tea. fruit plate. There was, yeah, there was the fresh fruit plate, like not only with like, you know, apples and bananas and stuff, but like fresh, like chopped up melons and berries yeah. and everything. Um, there it was, was a continental breakfast, basically. But there was also a pasta dish if yeah. you wanted dinner still. I mean, there was... So much food that was coming out. And it, and basically, she was like, oh, yeah, well, you go play, you come refill, and then you go back and play again. And it was like, okay, sure. I mean, I, I get it, and it was really kind of awesome. If you lived there, you could spend the entire night, the entire morning there. Yeah, it just cracks me up And it up would still. be great. They had a continental breakfast yeah. with pasta dish. Yeah. It just, yeah, it I was, loved it. It was kind of amazing what came out. Um, but we opted not to stay. The adult part of our brain said that, no, we should go get at least a couple hours of sleep. So we went back to the hotel at that point. But it was just, um, I'm glad we stayed to see the food, the spread, because... I wouldn't have believed it had you not, had I not seen it. No, I would not have believed it either. But it was a big spread. It was... And she was like, oh yeah, this is normal. It was about a meter and a half to two (laughs) meters worth of food. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you're, you're kidding. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what? If you have that many people at the club, that's the way to keep them there. Absolutely. You know, for sure. Yeah. And again, it was more expensive. It was still less expensive than clubs in Australia, but it was... I would say it was about equivalent. Yeah. It was more expensive than the other club that we went to. It was more expensive than the other club we went to in New York, but it was equivalent to our secret spot yeah. couples club. Um, um, but it's kind of cool so, that, you know, you yeah. get breakfast yeah. <laughs> if you stay long enough. Yeah. Um, but relatively, you know, if you're looking at it cost in New York, you might pass on that one because it is more expensive. Yeah. But again, sometimes you get what you pay for. It was know? worth it. And so, yeah. I enjoyed it. I would highly recommend it. It was it even was a, with what little negatives we had. Yeah. It was still a good club. It was fun. It was so well laid out. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's um, that's, that's our, what we did in New York. That's what we did in New York. <laughs> Those were our two club experiences and, yeah. and shopping. Um so, yeah. Uh, do you want to do a question? Sure. All right. Well, I got yeah. one. All right. So I found this one, and I thought it was interesting. The brain is the body's largest sex organ. What happens in your head when you're doing it? And it is sex, by the way. It. Oh, okay. Not, <laughs> not cousin it? Yeah, not okay. cousin it. Okay. What is happening in my brain? Yeah. I'm actually excited to hear this. So most of the time... And there's always exceptions to everything. Um, but most of the time, I'm pretty focused on my, my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, I want them to have a good time. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what's working for them and what isn't? Especially if we're kissing, and, and uh, I'm a little less forgiving on kissing style. So if your kissing style doesn't match up with mine, I try to pull you over to my side. The dark side. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll give a little bit. Um, but once we get to, you know, oral, it's trying, I try to read the person and see, is what I'm doing working or is it not? And if it's not, then let's move on to something so else. So what about me? Because you know um, me. Let's, let's. But even let's, so, time to time is different. Sometimes yeah. things, you like things different than other times. Okay. Or at least you react differently to them. Um, and so I, and I try to mix it up as well with you. You're a regular partner, of course. And so I try yeah. to mix it up and not always do the same thing. Granted, there's usuals we go back to. Yeah. Um, 
but still trying to throw in something a little different here and there. Um, but once we actually, like, if, once we get to the penetrative sex part, I am just in my own little bubble. I'm in my own little world, and I'm focused on what feels good to me and how are you reacting to it. You know, if at some point you seem as if you're bored with it, we're going to move on to a different position or do something different. Um, or if I feel like, you know, I'm ready to change things up, then then I'll go ahead and move. Um, but I'm pretty much in my own little bubble. I don't focus at all on what's going on outside of us. If we're at the sex club even... Um, you know, I'm focused on whoever I'm playing with. Everybody else just falls away. They they can be right next to me on the bed. They do not exist. Hmm. I just kind of go into my own little bubble of me and this person, and I'm focusing on them. Um, and if it's a situation where there's a third person who's kind of, you know, touching or kissing, licking, something here or there, whatever, that's okay, but they're not primary. And so... It may feel good, it may be fine, but whatever they do is ancillary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I just really kind of get in my own little bubble, and I focus on what I'm doing and who I'm with and how it feels for me, how I perceive it feels for them, and try to make it as good as possible for both. Fair enough. All right, yeah, that makes sense. But I, I just, sorry anybody who's out there who's next to me, I, you fall away. So how much do you focus on your own pleasure? Or do you just let that happen, just let it happen? I just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't focus on that because I, it's, it's going to happen. So. <laughs> I love it. So confident. <laughs> uh, yeah. For me, it's like if I'm doing oral, I'm very much reading the person that I'm going down on, male or female. And it's with you, I, I probably find that I'm doing this, a, this, a routine that I don't even think about it's a routine, but I know... I know the order of operations for you to get you over the edge. And so the first time is always, I want to, I want you to come as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'll focus on you and get you to come the first time. And then any subsequent time, I will take more time to enjoy it. Um, so like the first time for oral, it's business. Mm-hmm. Like my goal is to get you to come. Once that's done, then I can enjoy it. And so the secondary, third tertiary, quaduciary uh, times that, that you orgasm from oral, um, I'm much more enjoying it and kind of playing along with it. Um, but it's funny because there are times that I've taken a pause and looked up at you while going down on you and you're kind of looking around. I'm like, I wonder if she's focused on it. What is, what is she thinking? What's going through her head? I now believe that. Um, but then once we start penetrative sex, or if you're going down on me, I am focused, like mentally, I am focused on my cock. That's all I'm thinking about is the feeling that's going on um, in, in that whatever's going on in my junk. That's all I think about. I don't think about anything else, you know, and, and like you, even if like you pinch my nipples or, or anything else, I'm, I don't even notice that. Mm-hmm. It's all junk related. Um, and then once it comes to penetrative sex, I'm back to focusing solely on you because I know like how to move to make, to push your buttons from the inside. And I know that I can reach the buttons from the inside if I position my body just right. And, you know, recently I think that you and I have gotten into very slow sex. Mm -hmm. Like it's not what I think most typical people would consider sex because it's not a lot of thrusting. It's just, 
I'm inside you and I'm slowly rubbing back and forth and I'm not moving. I'm only moving. But if you hit those spots. Yeah. And I can tell that I'm hitting those spots, you know, and I'm only moving maybe a centimeter and you know, it's, it's really good for me as well because I feel you clench around me and Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a hand job from the inside. Um, and I'm focused on that. I'm focused on, all right, I'm hitting your spots and I'm not thinking about myself up until about 10 to 15 seconds before I come. And you can probably tell that because that's when I'll go from really slow to, okay, let's thrust, 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 and I'm done. And I will say that that's, that will be the one time that I do completely focus on myself, I would say, is right before I come. If the guy or whoever, if they try to move or change things right as I'm about to come, yeah. I will grab them and hold yeah. them where they are. It's like, yeah. no, this is good where you are. Do not move for a couple seconds. And and so, you know, if it's one of those, you know, because, you know, you change position or move around or whatever, but if they're about to move and I'm about to come, I just grab them and hold them. And it's like, no, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So that there are times like that that I am completely focused on myself in that I'm going to come before you move at all. Because I want you exactly right here. This is working. Stay. What do you think about when you masturbate? Are you self-focused then? No. I think about um, other partners. I go to the spank bank. I go. So you're imagining other people. I'm imagining, you're imagining yeah. other people. I'll even act, I'm going to say act or play out scenarios in my head. But uh-huh. I, no, I'm not focused on myself at all. That's it's all about others in my head. Yeah. And what, yeah, I'm, I don't picture anything but, yeah, other people, scenarios. Whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, for me, when I'm masturbating, all I'm, again, all I'm thinking about is my cock. Mm-mm. Like, I feel, I like the feeling, and that's what I'm focused on. I'll watch porn along with it, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I'm not projecting myself. I'm, like, for me, visual porn is good. I'm more auditory porn. Like, the best porn of all is just listening to people having sex. Nice. I, that's, I love that. Um, but yeah. All right. Cool. There we go. Um, yeah, so this is this was a long one. That's what she said. Um, so uh, thanks for sticking with us on yeah. this. Uh, if you have your own questions, comments, rude remarks, you could email us. Uh, we are at uh, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at By the By Podcast. You can message us on there. Um, you can find us on the, our website, www.bythebye.com.au. Or you can find us on Facebook. Um, we are, um, again, once again, By the By Podcast. Uh, please, please, please follow the instructions uh, attached to this podcast in the notes on how to leave us a review. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, and tell your friends. Tell your family. Yeah. Listen to By the By. Thanks <laughs> for listening to us here on By the By and joining us for an extra long episode. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. 